Lord, open our ears and our hearts and our spirits to receive your word to us today. Amen. Please be seated. Harvest. And it's always a wonderful celebration uh, to have harvest. Um, schools celebrate it, children celebrate it, we celebrate it as church, and many in the secular uh, world still notice harvest, just like they notice Christmas. In the Jewish calendar, there would have been four harvest festivals, um, but the one that we celebrate is this one, the final um, in-gathering Uh, which is the Feast of the Tabernacles. So this was the last and the greatest of the harvest festivals and was often just called the Feast. That's great, the Feast. Come to the Feast. (laughs) During this time, the people would build uh, green booths, or they were called tabernacles, like a tent um, made out of branches, and they would stay in them. And they did this to commemorate the time that they had spent in the wilderness, those 40 years wandering in the desert. Because during that time, there were no harvests. They didn't plant crops and they didn't harvest. They depended completely on God for their daily food, which came in the form of manna. So there's this precedent in the Old Testament for this festival of thanksgiving to God for food and for farming. Land and faith in the Old Testament are quite inseparable. Many of the um, metaphors and the ways that um, the prophets talk to the people are all about farming and things of the land. But even as we see cities being built, um, we still see this dependence upon the land. The people understood their dependence on a good harvest, and that harvest blessed by God. A successful harvest is important for all communities, but especially for those in the majority of the world who are totally dependent on growing crops and keeping livestock for their food. Prolonged drought or disastrous flooding can mean the difference between life and death. We all need to eat. Food is one of our basic necessities. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you've seen that, food is right at the bottom. Without food, we cannot flourish, we cannot thrive, we cannot do anything. So we need food. And food is a wonderful thing, isn't it? We all like, well, I like to eat, (laughs) and I enjoy the variety of things that um, God has given us. But for some involved in the agricultural um, world, and those living in countries where they need to grow their own food in order to live, they have this acute awareness of their dependence and reliance upon the land and upon the elements for their survival in a way that we don't have. We're quite removed from that connection with the land, from food itself, from where it grows and how it grows. I know that there are some of you who do grow vegetables in your garden um, and enjoy doing that. But the majority of us 
head off to the supermarket to get our food, where we pick up pre-packed vegetables and cuts of meat, milk in plastic bottles and pulses in tins. I do love the opportunity to go to a farm shop and pick up what, what I want and as many as I want. Um, that's quite nice. But it doesn't quite beat that sense of going into the fields and digging up the carrots and picking the apples fresh off the trees. For a farmer who has chosen the seed, who's ploughed the land, put in their fertilisers and whatever else they need to, planted the seed, they then have to watch and wait. They are acutely aware of their dependence upon the elements for a good harvest. There is only so much that the farmer can do to assist the growing of that harvest. The rest is completely dependent upon the elements. The right amount of rain, sunshine at the right time, no sharp frosts or sudden storms. When they pull in that harvest, they know that it is the product both of their hard work and the graciousness of the earth and the elements. We could call that God. Both are needed to bring in a good harvest. Our Old Testament reading this morning from Deuteronomy is a clear message to the people as God is bringing them out of their long period of wandering in the wilderness into a promised land. And he reminds them not to forget their connection with God, their dependence upon God, no matter how well things may go for them in the future. In the desert, they were fed daily by manna. And yes, they grumbled because it was the same thing every day. But they were provided for. God's provision for those daily needs meant they didn't have to plant and harvest. But now they were coming into a land of their own where they could grow crops in abundance and harvest them and put them in barns. But God says to them in verses 17 and 18, do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have gained me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Yes, we work to bring in money to buy the things we need, and we work to take care of families so that they may grow and mature and become independent. And we work to bring projects like Space for All to fruition, but we do not work on our own. Never forget that what you do be it for financial gain or for the good of the community or your neighbour, you never do alone. God is the environment in which we live and move and breathe. And without him, without his blessing upon us and all that we do, it is fruitless. Never forget that connection with God. We've become so removed from our connectedness with the things we need for our basic survival that it's easy 
to become more and more disconnected from the God who has given us all of creation and all of our gifts and our talents. I might argue that it is because of this disconnection with the earth that we have treated it as we have. Never forget that all we have ultimately comes from God. We work in partnership with him. We see this in Genesis, that God creates the world, creates everything, creates humankind, and then wants to work with us to safeguard it, to nurture it, to bless it, and to continue to help everyone to flourish. I wonder how you think you could cultivate that sense of connection for yourself with God and with creation. It will probably look different for all of us, but it is important to keep that connection alive and to keep that connection strong. Simple things like saying grace before a meal, reminding yourself of the sacrifice of the earth and all that God has given you that you can eat a simple meal. Harvest is a great time to be reminded of all that we do have. It is hard in today's economic environment to say to people, as Luke says, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat, your body, what you'll wear. For some people, these are very real worries and concerns. But all of us, no matter how much we have or don't have, have much to be thankful to God for. Thankfulness, I think, helps us to hold on to things lightly. Not to hoard, to put them in great big barns where we'll probably never get to enjoy them. Not to hold things so closely to ourselves, but to recognise that all we have is a blessing. A blessing both to us and can be used as a blessing for others. For Christians everywhere, harvest is a time and an opportunity to be thankful for the fruit of the earth. But it's also a time to remember that we are called to imitate the character of God by showing compassion for those in need. Throughout the New Testament, especially in Acts 11, we read of how Christians in one part of the world sent financial help to brothers and sisters experiencing a bad harvest in another area of the world. This care across cultures and continents is something that many uh, aid agencies are involved in. Christian aid, for one, that we support here. But I wonder, does giving a bit of money every now and again help us to express our thankfulness? Does giving a bit of money every now and again help us to feel connection with the God who's blessed us or with the earth that has given its produce for us? I wonder what you do as an individual to share your gratefulness to God. It might not always be that we're able to give financially, but there are many ways that we can give of ourselves and all that we have 
for the benefit of others, both here and around the world. There are many ways in which we can volunteer and give our time. We can encourage others to get involved and to give to good causes. And we can share love and joy and peace with everyone we meet. This harvest, just like the farmers, maybe it's time to take stock. Not to fill our barns, but to fill our hearts. Let us count up our blessings and give thanks to the God through whom we have acquired them. Let us consider the needs of others and the many ways in which we can pass our blessings on to sow the seed of the next harvest, a harvest of a different kind, a harvest that you might not see the fruit of, but that you know you will be partnering with God to produce his fruit in and around this church, your neighbourhood, this community, and around the world. As we consider our thankfulness for all that we have, let us stand as you're able, and we'll say together, we'll affirm our faith on page six. <laughs>